<laughs> so so take this so take this as a conversation where two young people are at your office and they are just asking certain questions about something that you've done for in your entire life. Oh, all right. Yeah. Excellent. Spare no details. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want me to do that. <laughs> I, think I, I, I think now that now that you've said that, I think I actually kind of do want you to not spare any details. Oh, definitely oh. no. Oh, Sakile, look at you being so. <laughs> yeah, look at you thinking the world runs on honesty. Oh my God, Sakile, some things in the world are better off unsaid. Oh, Mr. Mbingo actually taught me this that when you write. It's yes. not about what you say. Sometimes what you leave out is also as important. So it's also a mode of communication as what you Absolutely. have put. Mm. Absolutely. So sometimes that silence is the best form of communication at times. Mm. 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 I'm sure Sakili agrees. Um, I, I agree. I agree. But for the sake of the conversation, yeah. Uh, okay, it's cool. You know what? I agree. It's cool. I'm, 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 gonna, I'm gonna leave it. There. Let, me, let me get to this already. We're four minutes in. Welcome to the internet. My name is Pusiso Lamini. Those that know me call me the Pan Addict, aka the Hood Shakespeare. I'm not here alone. I'm with my boys, Akile Shabamu. Umpele, how you doing, my nigga? Yo, come back and turn it down. Steady chilling, my nigga. Today we have a very, very special guest on the show. It's a special edition of the show. Um, we're celebrating International World Mental, Mental Health, Health Day 2021. And um, it's been a rough two years with COVID-19. And for this show, we invited a very special person to me personally, uh, but also an expert in this field that we're talking about today. We have Mbongeni Mbingo, affectionately known as Bingo. <laughs> How are you doing, Mbati? Uh, affectionately known to who? Because <laughs> <laughs> they're not bingo to everyone. To the target market, to the target market of this show, to the target market of this show, which is young people. Oh, okay. Uh, mm. Young people, I would, I would assume that I would be affectionately known as something else. But yeah, good morning, young <laughs> uh, men. Uh, thank you for having me on your show. Uh, I've heard so much about it, so let me see. What, um, and I'm, I'm very, very honored to be a special guest. Uh, I'm sure we are going to unpack why special, not just guest. Mm. Um, but yeah, I look forward to having a conversation. Okay, thank you, Mpati. Um, I, I, as when I asked you to to come through and be a guest today, I, I think I told you that I didn't want you as a guest so early on in our in our podcast because um, of a number of reasons. You mean a lot to me personally, so I would like to get oh, wow. into that later on. You know, way later on, and but today was a very special one, and there was no one in mind that we had that could at least be an expert as much as you are in this field. So once again, thank you so much for taking time of your hectic schedule to come be with us this morning. Excellent. I, I hope I make it uh, worth the trouble, worth the hype, <laughs> and worth <laughs> the trouble in terms of today being, we started late, eh? and it's all my fault. Or your fault because we didn't. Uh, anyway, it's fine. Yeah. Um, I, I hope that responsibility. <laughs> Listen to you. Okay. So uh, just, Sakilo, just so you know, if it officially, I just have to say to Sakilo, but I know what's it deep down. He's been saying, "Oh, this guy is still not on air." Oh, okay, online. Oh, okay. Uh, no, it's not. It's not entirely my fault. Yeah. Yeah. Should I, should I, should I believe you? I want to believe you. Thank you. That's all you need to do. Great. And it's so weird because he's always on time. He's punctual for everything except this podcast. Except this morning. Except this morning. All right. Anyway, yeah. Mr. Mbingo, we have you today because um, something happened this week, something historic, I think, in the world of technology. Um, social media, oh, Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp were off for about 10 hours i think um yeah yeah it was due to some other reasons but what has also been dominating headlines this week is the facebook whistleblower um francis Haguin that appeared also in 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 the in congress this past week where he was where she was giving 
what she calls yeah. information on fa- what Facebook is doing wrong. So she claims yeah. that Facebook has been selling our data, our privacy to for political campaigns. But most importantly, um, she claims that Facebook knows that the product that they offer is contributing to mental ill health, especially yeah. in young people. So mm-hmm. have you here today as someone who has been in the media space for over two decades? Um, you were Jeez. here before the age of yeah. social media. That's, that's, <laughs> and that's a really long time. Here in the Must age you put of it social like that? media. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I make you sound like a dragon. Dinosaur. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So what would like you to make us understand is the role of the media over the years. Have you have you noticed? Um, because also, there's, maybe let's just start here. There's been this notion yeah. for a long time that bad news sells. You have yeah. been a journalist. You have been an an editor, a managing editor. Do you agree mm. with this notion? Do bad news sell? Uh, no. Oh, here we go again on a very controversial note. But no, I don't think that bad news sells. And I think over the years in my career, I've tried to do journalism the right way because I believe that um, we're, we're not here to sell particularly. We're here to inform. And uh, I think we inform at different levels uh, in our time. You know, there's a period in your life where you are just eager to just tell the story. And then there's a period in your life where you realize that you need, as we were saying of A, or um, before we started, that there's a point where even what you are not saying is actually communication. So sometimes it was at some point in our careers, we realize we need to say things differently to get the message across. But underline this message across. Um, okay. And I think that people receive messages differently. And, and therefore, there are people who like the sensational, the the overstated, the do you know what happened here yesterday? Or uh, in our African context, um, by the way, so and so is a witch type of news. So uh, I, 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 don't, I don't want to then say, no, journalism is, is supposed to actually target the bad news in order for it to survive or in order for it to, to remain significant in our lives. Journalism is, is, is an art. Uh, and so that means we will do it differently all across the world. Okay. Um, okay. You touch on journalism being an art. Um, yeah. Personally, what do you think is the role of media in society? Uh, so let, let's go back to the uh, days before there was any kind of uh, written word or um, predating journalism in itself. The, the idea was to have a conversation, was to communicate among ourselves as a community so that we knew what was happening where and we knew what decisions were being taken. And I think that defines journalism. Um, so now we are in an era where people want journalism to actually be the, uh, I'm looking for a word, eh? um, where they want us to be at the forefront. Uh, you know, when they say we set the agenda, they, yes. they want us mm. to come in the conversation. With, they want us to be the ones that say this is right and this is wrong. Mm. Um, and that is, uh, I, I, again, a subject for another day because we can argue all year long why that is right, why that is wrong. But my personal view is that journalism is supposed to help us engage. And therefore, we will bring to the fore the issues that help the community or the society engage. And, um, you know, there's a buzzword in this country these days, dialogue. So mm. we could say that journalism is supposed to help us dialogue about the issues that are important to us at a given time. Okay. So it isn't so necessarily about, about... If you want to talk about sex all, all year, that, that you will find it in the uh, media that you consume uh, because that's, this is what is important to you as an individual. If you want to talk about um, violence and crime in your area, you will find it in your medium. Uh, so you will consume that medium that informs you of those things. That's why we have various forms of media. So you will have... Um, radio, you will have newspapers, 
doing political or economic reporting or environmental, all facets of journalism are supposed to help us then converge the ideas to say, this is what people uh, must know, must talk about, must find a solution on. So, so, so it isn't necessarily about picking sides when you as a journalist gives forth like the, the story or whatever. It's just about making sure that people know that th- these are the, the different facets of information on whatever conversation is being had. Exactly. Um, it, it's, it's, it's always going to be about, and, and, I, and I think in my, at some age in my career, I realized this is true. Journalists write better when they are informed. And so how do journalists get informed? They get informed because the society is informed itself, because you get your information from your society that you, you are writing for, number one. And now if you are also just not informing your society, then your, your society is less informed on the issues. So mm. overall, you will come around to understanding that it's not for us to then tell you how to do certain things. It's for us to make you realize that you could make a decision on this, however you want to make a decision on. But we have to have the right information, the right tools to access that information. And then we also have to be at the right place in our spheres to to understand how we use this information. So uh, let me make a point. A, A journalist that isn't quite equipped to report on economic reporting will not understand uh, the impact of how badly they get the stories wrong, right? Mm -hmm. So you need the people around you to to help you understand what you must say, how you must say it, so that the wider public understands what has just happened. Okay. Um, I'm glad you touched on this. I I, I said to to Sakile earlier on this week, um, it's funny how journalists in this country are now being forced to be activists. Exactly. And when you're not an activist, when you're not an activist, you are an enemy. Yes. So exactly. imagine, imagine how it would have been then if everybody went into the profession with an ache to grind or with a uh, agenda to to to, yes. to 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 drive us a certain way. Mm. This world would not be waiting today. Journalists are, are people that must uh, regulate themselves. This is why we want to be uh, self-regulated because we understand what must be said, how it must be said, and to whom it must be said. I'm, I'm glad you say that, Tampati. Do you think that journalists in this country over the years are informed on issues of mental health or how much their story their their stories impact the mental health of the people in the country no definitely not i, I don't in, in fact it's got worse with uh, social media journalism because now i think we're going to have to go to a stage where there is a thing called social media journalism definitely um, everyone that definitely. has a smartphone is a journalist yeah a journalist. everyone who has yeah, yeah. everyone who has a smartphone can figure out things and give out information and whatever give out information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and especially because their information isn't um the kind of information that's balanced and that the kind of information that is to make sure i say the right things at the right time so Yes, um, journalists are not informed about uh, mental health issues. In fact, we, we are lucky that in this country, people don't want to express themselves um, so, so, so that they, they, they don't want to be seen as uh, maybe vulnerable at a certain point. They don't want to be seen to be going through um, certain emotions in their lives. Because if they were to, to do that, I think a majority of the people in this country will realize there is harmful content they are consuming and it's not helping them. So if if journalists are not informed... Okay, yeah. can you guys still hear me clearly? No, there's a bit Absolutely. of an echo. I hear a funny somewhere. <laughs> okay, I can, you guys are back. But if journalists are not informed on mental health and over the past two years with COVID, um, what has happened is more and more people have 
had problems with mental health because obviously of economic situations and so forth. What 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 would be your advice maybe to journalists right now on a matter of informing themselves or what would media institutions do to sensitize their journalists on issues of mental health so that we know how to report in a way that is informing also to the public. Uh okay, I think that's that, that's a hard one. Um, one because I think that you will know that as journalists we sometimes we must go through it we must experience it to realize the effect thereof of, of what we've gone through and then secondly I think um, we need to be sensitized more to understand uh, what mental health is and what it does and the impact uh, to a larger part of our society and I think at this stage, I, I'm not sure that our journalists have actually sat down to internalize mental health, to understand that we've, we've gone through a period that demands a lot out of our mental health. And therefore, people are not at the same level uh, they were two years ago. And people are, are juggling quite a lot. And some people are, are, are failing to deal with uh, the situations they're in. So mm. if, if you ask me, then... Um, Wait, what did you ask me? Because now I'm about to tell you something very... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think that in, in the end, if journalists don't themselves understand uh, what they are going through, how can they then inform the public of what the, the public is, is likely to be experiencing at this point in time? Mm. Okay? So that means you need, you need society itself to come up now. To, to educate the public. Like, remember what I said earlier. We write best when we are informed, and we are informed by the society that is already informed so that we can then inform the wider society. So if at this point uh, people are going through something, journalists are not realizing it, it will take a bit of time for us to get to the level where we accommodate, or shall I use the word, we take into account that there are certain things that people are going through. Maybe if I do a certain story, um, I need to ask on the mental health uh, aspect of it in order for me to understand what this person is actually trying to say or communicate. Mm. Mm. Um, so, so I have a, I have a, I have, I have a, it's a bit of a personal question, but anyway, um, how have you dealt with um, social media and with relation to your mental health in recent months given yeah. um yeah given given what you've been going through on social media how how does how do you deal with it uh, I, I was told i'm a dinosaur so that means you know what i mean i i, yeah, I, I, I just like through things I just <laughs> yeah <laughs> look let me let me start at the beginning number one you need to know what these tools are to you, like social media. What, what does it do? What is it for? Who is it for? How is it used? So I am lucky that I, I quite know how to use it myself. I quite know how um, to manage myself in, in, in what comes out of social media because I've always understood that everybody has an opinion. And uh, therefore, People will not always go the same way. We are not a, an ocean that at a certain point in our lives, uh, we flow the same direction. So, in all that, Facebook particularly, and now Twitter, is a dangerous weapon in the hands of the wider majority who think that they can get away with anything they can say. Helps me to realize that, oh, okay, now I know what the guy at the bus rank things of me, which I would not have known years ago before there was Facebook. Mm-hmm. And I would not have worried about uh, years ago before there was Facebook. But now because of the tool that everybody else has in their hands, they can express themselves. And how they express themselves shouldn't be my business. It should be their mm-hmm. business. Because I can't, I can't stand at the top of the mountain and say, guys, listen, that's not true. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, I don't believe and I've never believed that we should always fight over the finer details of what is factual and what is not. So if a guy at Nagumisa right now thinks that I am an imbecile, well, that's fine. I don't know him. 
but I don't think that his his thinking of me should affect me that much because he's not come across me, and therefore I shouldn't then want to run to correct him or to make him see that actually I am not such an imbecile. You you've got this part wrong. Instead, what should worry you is the people closest to you that you interact with that you come across you know at a certain level of the of your life mm-hmm. so for instance professionally personally so personally. if they say something of you now that counts now that should worry you yeah so mm. my my response to your question therefore is i am happy that i can actually just um apply that to myself to say okay i know i will go through twitter and see that people are saying certain things I mean for instance I am the evil of this country because working for the observer means I manipulate uh, information, information on the state right yeah so but who's saying that uh, does that guy know how we work does that guy think that I, I I go into the office and tell the reporters okay guys that we're not going to write that we're going to write this and why should I then worry about it So mm. I can then eat and choose how I deal with these type of things. So I'm going to sit and read it. Yes, it's nice to know. It's also nice to have people think nicely of you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, of course. But it's not going to happen every day. True. So unfortunately, and this is the point about this conversation, not everyone gets that kind of schooling that mm-hmm. you, should use, you should use these tools in the understanding that everyone now has access to you has access to saying something about you to a certain audience so don't mm-hmm. feel yourself about it it's it's not your if it's your audience sure worry so mentally then that means i am a lot better than other people in terms of handling what is said about me uh, what uh, gets mentioned uh, by people that I won't even point out people that are hiding behind uh, fake accounts facebook accounts are, mm. exactly. so I, i i i kind of understand how to manage that but you that's know. not running away from the fact that yes sometimes knowing that there's a conversation like this going on can affect you True. and that is also important you must accept that that conversation should have an effect on you in order for you to deal with it mentally and for your mental health to be at a better place otherwise you are an ignorant fool you will then realize 10 years later that oh my god this thing has affected me so much i didn't realize mm. you so, actually touched on my next that my next question as you as you're talking to say yeah. you, you you're explaining it to me Well, I recently just got into Facebook and Twitter. Um <laughs> welcome the, welcome to the world. Oh my yeah. god. It's, tough. it's a half it's, it's a half world out there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, and for yeah. years and for years to be honest, I've stayed away from those platforms because I'm not a person who who seeks validation, right? And for mm-hmm. years I've viewed I viewed those tools as if I don't have a business to sell there or I'm paid In, in simpler terms I'm paid to give my opinions on some things and I work, I'm yeah. a journalist right so yeah. if I am paid to do that there must be times where I just shut up and mm-hmm. I felt like I shouldn't have social media because on my meantime I should just shut up and listen to other people right but now when yeah. I got into social media I realized that oh my word my youngest cousin has I think 1.5 followers on Instagram mm. that kid is a 17 year old kid right mm. unlike you or me who've grown up with the intention of maybe if I'm dealing with bullying on social media I can just take my phone and put it away phone. for a couple of minutes you know understand yeah, yeah, yeah. for days yeah, yeah, yeah. what's yeah. your advice to that kid who has grown up in the age of social media where they seek validation for everything even if it's as simple as simple as do I look good in this dress that I'm wearing because oh, what I thought oh, about was oh my word I, I I feel for the day when she has to deal with her first heartbreak and she has oh, 1.5 yeah. oh, yeah. and she has 1.5000 people 
watching okay. watching her and and and, and because and like because she might not even have like a proper outlet she's gonna she's gonna show it through through yeah she's gonna show that she's yeah. going through those emotions exactly. now now 1500 so, people are getting to see this and it, it doesn't look good uh-huh so let's go back a bit and, and i like that you say you understand it social media was created for us who want validation um, and, and I, I've, I've told this story several times of Mark Zuckerberg uh, what kind of student he was at college to come up with Facebook he was a loner he was the guy that uh, didn't have too many things happening or going right for him and therefore one time the idea struck to him that what if I create something that that connected people you know that could allow people to see each other's good sides and that's how facebook came came to life so people use it wrongly obviously and over the years i think it it has gone on to other levels now it is actually a tool with which we can target with which we Jesus. can exactly so let me go back then to to your question uh, your a child that has 17 or 1700 followers already has not been prepared psychologically to deal with that amount of attention uh, mm. and uh, that that is a danger for mm. the coming years and months it's a danger because when this thing explodes there is no mechanism to deal with the outrage that's going to happen or that the kind of effect that would have happened and i i therefore want to say firstly we need to have a conversation at our small little corners about this thing that is social media so if you your nephew and that's going on through social media someone needs to have a conversation about what it can do and there are a lot of positive things that it can do and then mm. uh, also what must be shared on it and then the the third part is how to use it yourself uh, mostly we make the mistake of allowing young people uh, our children to just navigate this thing on their own and then this is where the issue of uh, um, cyberbullying starts to be a problem because you're not ready you're, you're, you're suddenly dealing with a monster that you were not prepared for um, so I, I say what should be a priority for mental health is that at some point in our lives we need to say at a family level at a friendship kind of level or school level there needs to be some kind of education of what these tools bring to your life the amount of focus the amount of uh, attention that you are building to yourself because you are asking 1700 people to look at you similar mm. mm. you know like? okay so if if we were not doing that and then some of us are watching the post every day and are not reaching out then again we're creating the problem because if you see that oh okay this one likes to say nice things about herself okay good but someone needs to say to her ubokhumbula kutsi just as these people are pressing like they are saying a totally different thing at the same time they're pressing like True. <laughs> yeah. so expect that one day those people are going to say it publicly to you or about you mm. so we as a community as a society are not talking to ourselves this is the problem and younger people are not realizing that uh, unfortunately they are born into this era some of us were born before it so we could see it from a distance oh okay mm. hey this thing hey this thing and then you start navigating yourself away wanting your everyone wanting everyone to get into your space um just for the record I, now i go into facebook every day you know facebook gives you notifications of people's birthdays so yeah. Jesus Christ. I, I I get onto Facebook every morning <laughs> to look at whose birthday it is and then ask myself do I know this person and then start on friends. <laughs> do, do I even care? Why am I, I getting notifications of people's birthdays? 
Exactly. I have accumulated a number of people that are into my network that I don't network with. And then now suddenly I'm being told it's their birthday. Oh, sorry. I don't know you. Unfriend. I must have accepted your friendship request when it was early days. Okay, now we've gone, grown apart. Good. Unfriend. <laughs> I, now, I now realize that I don't need that many people in my life. Mm. So the biggest thing is for young people to understand that they are better when they are not surrounded by too many people in their lives. Oh, you're touching on, on, on something there, Mr. Mingo, because this generation is all about social capital. I know. But skewed social capital, but skewed social capital. And they really don't nothing. get it. Yeah, yeah, it will bring you nothing. Stay away from people, keep a small circle, because when the small circle hurts you, it doesn't feel like a whole mountain of people uh, mm-hmm. on you, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then, you know, at the end of the day, when you have grown up wanting validation, you have a problem coming to you. But there's because so many of those now. There's so many of those now because of um, insecurities, because of also um, daddy issues, or over the years, just because of social ills that have happened in families. Our our, our children that are grow, growing up now have a lot of insecurities, and social media has then been a tool that gives them validation, right? To say, hey, yeah. maybe it's a good um, confidence I booster. Uh, yes, I don't. Yes, I don't know my father or my father left me, but hey. 2,000 mm-hmm. people like my picture or they, they, they always say they will, will drink my bad water in my comments. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, th- th- this is the point I was trying to make uh, that uh, unfortunately we watch uh, as these things happen and none of us actually say hey, Lumban and Gosami may be heading a certain direction and none of us reach out. Um, back in the day, there used to be a saying, or is it a proverb, that um, it takes a village to raise a child. Mm. And um, that, that's the point I really feel we need to emphasize uh, in order for us to manage our lives and, and in order to, for us to manage mental health. Social okay, media plays that part. Social media plays that part, but it drives you to a falsehood. Because it's it's that village that is no longer happening in real life, because mm-hmm. uh, communities have gotten the closed uh, walls themselves. Everybody's minding themselves. So now, Katzeni, I used to know that if I come across an adult and he tells me that uh, what I'm doing is wrong, I suddenly feel that I have attention on me from a certain generation or my family or my extended family. <clears throat> Now, that is not there, except that there are people who will keep saying to you, you're, you're on the right path, you are beautiful, you're, you're, you know what, you're doing well. And the reality is taken away from you. So you need to find a way to bring that reality back in order for people to understand what Facebook, Twitter, and um, Instagram, how they will harm you, because they will harm you. People need to learn yeah, to lock off from the virtual world and come back to reality. The crazy but, thing yeah, about all of this is that is that is that like you could you see how you you, you said it takes it takes a village to raise um, a child, right? And I get yeah. that I've always heard that, and I also understood it from a young age. But um, like for instance, you go on you go into social media, you go into Facebook, and you see this young child, and you see that um, they may they might not necessarily understand how this thing should work. And then you try to advise them, but there's always pushback. So now, yeah, so now, my, yeah. so now, my question is: because of pushback, right? Do you do you then decide? Okay, you know what? Um, I have I have I have done my part, or, mm-hmm. do, you, or, or do you decide? Okay, you know what? Um, this might just be a situation where this person might just need some tough love. So I'm gonna let yeah, them do exactly, this to exactly. let them crash so that they learn. They learn. Um, I, I I know two things about uh, mental health. The first one is that uh, no matter who says something to you, it stays with you. So it's it's important that, uh, especially if it comes from a good space, you find the right way to say it to the person to say, "Listen, I see you're going this path. I just want to help." But of course, it's 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 also about how you network with that person or how you are connected to that person. You you can't come out of the blue and tell them life's 
difficult skills or treats or tricks you need to work that person towards that position so some of us need to take their time out to say oh i can see this young man is coming all right and he this is what he wants this is what he's about so you get on board with with that person so that when you have to tell them by the way look out for that thing he understands where you're coming from it's it's not it's not something you can uh, come across a young person and tell them be careful of social media by the way i see you on social media so what you what you what you need to finesse the situation you need to manage it in such a way that when you eventually get to the point uh, uh, so let me backtrack a bit i'm assuming that we're having this conversation because we have identified the kind of person you can tell that mm. be careful yes yes okay and, and also that we have some kind of relation with the person for them to listen because it's not going to work well for you to come across a beautiful young chick uh, that Sibusiso likes and he thinks he can now say by the way get off Facebook because it's dangerous for you she will dump you she has no understanding of where you're coming from but mm. you build the network you try you build the trust and then the space for you to communicate and say by the way i know how this thing works and i would like to share with you uh, some of the things that i think you should know at this stage in your life all right right of course the other part is with with social media being such a monstrous tool why are there no companies that are dealing with here's how we can manage for, for instance we will come back specifically to your um facebook whistle blower yes yes why are there no companies locally um, even regionally I, i don't know if they have it in south africa that track the use and usage of social media that track the um, let me give you an example I'm not active on Facebook, but I go there to see what people are doing and saying. And then sometimes, once in a while, I, I find myself tagged on uh, some posts. Sometimes it's a, a post that is a, a video that is sexually explicit, and obviously I have to report it to Facebook. Mm. But there are no people in this country or companies in this country that say, uh, You know what we can see the profile of Facebook users so many uh, accounts so many and this is what people generally use it for because there is a business there in now you can be uh, invited to go and speak uh, to young people at schools on how to use social media because you know you've picked the information or the data that says uh, so many young people use it this way and uh, these are the, the traps that are lying ahead uh, that type of thing so we're not seeing the opportunities that go with it oh okay? don't give away our business plan this podcast is oh, now going to be okay. booked on schools yeah don't do that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, relax with that one okay, just give him all okay. the tools away ah uh, this guy <laughs> but well, if getting it too i didn't get the memo so this is it <laughs> getting into that facebook getting into that facebook issue um francis yeah. says we can we can work towards a better more responsible social media she believes that um cnet should force facebook to be more more regulated because she says they 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 facebook does this they know that the information they are giving is harmful they know yeah. the effects of 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 that information on the mental health of people and young people oh, in general people. yeah yeah, and yeah, yeah. Insta- instagram has been no. proven to contribute majorly to young girls committing suicides because they they think their bodies uh, are not the ones or they they they, they you know taking the right that. pictures in the right places blah 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 hey, I, I, but get, let's backtrack a bit we shouldn't focus so much on young people there is a wider majority of uh, older members of society who cannot also deal with the mental uh, effect of being on social media so it's not just young people alone that, that suffer quietly in their spaces um and and, and i think that this for me is the very understated fact of the dangers of social media that there are so you know how a person 
goes into being an alcoholic and they are very mature people that can handle themselves but they fail to deal with alcoholism right and they need mm-hmm. aa and them to help them it is similar to what facebook does to a mature individual that isn't getting what they thought they were going to get from it and they are bullied the same way that younger people are being bullied and then for them sometimes i think it's even harder to come out of that situation a better person so people are more fragile than we think they are but yes where i think um this issue really is important i think for me as a journalist facebook has taken and destroyed journalism number 1 and has built fragile societies number 2 and then number 3 the, the bigger danger is that obviously they are making money that should have been otherwise been invested in proper regulated or not regulated such but media that deals with information so facebook pretends to be a social media networking site but what it does is then feed you information that it takes from me free of charge and then gives to somebody else and then they sell it so there's a lot wrong with the way the thing works uh, unfortunately i'm in swaziland and i'm not in uh, the us to meet senate to also just support the point <laughs> francis <laughs> that francis is making exactly francis is right francis is right yeah so how do we deal with this situation uh, number one you see yes the algorithms are controlled to target me and bombard me with things that i probably not uh, at the right place to deal with okay mm. and um, i i i watch this over I, mean, i i i set my phone to to read mostly on sports and then mm. there's websites that i know i don't want to read but suddenly um, they pop up they <laughs> just pop up yeah so they just pop uh, up they, they, and i don't want them and then there's advertising that i i i can see oh it's because i checked on this website oh i liked this picture oh i liked this picture and being driven this way so yeah yes where i want to make a strong point for us that are mature people uh, supposedly because we don't have problems with social media so i like a a page that on instagram uh, sells cars and automatically i now get on my feed five more pages that sell nice beautiful cars from south africa and me being a journalist i look into this and i discover actually these are fraud these people are the people that are out there waiting uh, predators that want me to spy from them and then they disappear with my money do you see how big this thing is someone else will buy a car from one of these sites but because this site pays to advertise by someone that is sitting behind and hiding behind an account suddenly it looks official and authentic so there's a bigger danger there and yet me as a media house i would never be allowed to advertise something that is not uh, authentic hmm. yeah just because you paid for it just because you paid for it doesn't mean that what what you're paying for is right doesn't it's mean that right yes hmm. uh. So, Mpati, there's a, yeah. There's a, yeah, yeah, I'm done. Not even, not even, <laughs> no, not, not even, even, not even. It's also, it's actually a question. Um you play a role in this country's in the upcoming in the upcoming crop of journalists because you need so now and then six six for your help. <laughs> But are these yeah. issues of ethics in so because most of these students that you help right now some of them will not get into media institutions like the observer because of the times some of them it's a fact that they will start their own institutions with the age yeah. of social media, their own podcasts so in this day and age do you guys as lecturers have these conversations of ethical journalism in the age of social media <laughs> uh, don't take my idea away also but yeah yeah mm. so, um i can i can say 
Now, you know me, I am passionate about what I do and about this profession. So any given opportunity, I will try to have a conversation around this is effectively how I find we should use um, these tools and the skills around journalism. But also, these are the dangers. But it's a small kind of, you know, sometimes it feels like I am overstretching myself in an area where maybe I shouldn't bother because but one, it's a selfless profession <laughs> it always has been but you need to speak to the right audience at the right time sometimes uh, what I find especially uh, let me use my UNISWA experience um, students want to pass hey Mr. Mimo we want marks you understand <laughs> And here I am trying to, you know, speak, uh, preach to someone who is just in a hurry to get out of church. You know what it is like when, when the pastor starts, he's been going on for two hours and you know you have to go back home and cook and you know, Liverpool is playing a three and it's already two. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I tend to think that so many okay it's not so many of us that have the right concepts that have the right um what do i want to say that that is well for the journalism profession that will get to use it so many people just want to get on with it and uh, you know so we've had this conversation in the newsrooms even now there's fewer journalists that are in it for the profession there's a lot of journalists that just want to get paid and get out of it. Mm, true so where are we going uh, so if i tell and i was telling my my group this week i think last week that the profession is dying very slowly because everyone is wanting to take a shortcut and true. the society is going to be the worst for it because you are suddenly going to get less and less people that care how the information must be packaged for people to arrive at the right destination to make a decision, which is why we're in journalism, help people make decisions. <laughs> um, you, I'm so glad you get into that because earlier on this week, I was watching a Robert Marau interview. And ah. in that interview, my guy, um, yeah. and in that interview, Marau was, um, was complaining about this trend of media institutions now where they let go of experienced and senior journalists right mm -hmm. and he was saying in this in this craft of hours of journalism you only get better as you Absolutely. get on with as the job you, yeah. so Absolutely. if you if you get read of someone who's been there for 40 years who's been there for 20 years you, you're losing all that experience and also you're losing someone who has the ability to nurture the young ones, right? Uh -huh. So please yeah. speak to, to maybe how that whole thing of losing the experienced people in journalism has caused journali journalism in this country and subsequently the country as a whole because when journalism is not, when the fourth estate is not performing, it means certain people mm. in power are not going to be held accountable <laughs> as they should. I, and subsequently I, I mean, that yeah. means... <laughs> and, and that is the country here. Uh, look, journalism certainly in this country is no longer a fourth state. Uh, one, because so in order for it to be a fourth estate, you need to look at the quality. Uh, shall I say the output of the content that we we will say we are at the level of the other. Uh, arms of governance. Mm. So, for instance, if you're saying we are the fourth estate, we are comparing ourselves to the legislature, we are comparing ourselves to the judiciary. judiciary. And, which is also yeah, in shambles. Which is way. also in total... Who are you to call it if you don't have the experience to see that it is in shambles? Mm. You, you understand me? Mm. Okay, these people are distracting my attention. They are showing you money. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, here's, here's what I want to, to put across. When 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 you look at uh, Fox News, 
uh, as shamefully as it is to say. But oh. when you look at let's let's go to when we look at other media internationally, you can see that it is made up of people that are plus minus forty and upwards. True. They are still Larry, King, Larry King did it. Larry King did it till he passed on. Till he passed on, and the amount of experience, clout, knowledge, and uh, I want to use another word, power that Larry King had to hold a conversation with the head of state, with anyone in leadership, it, it can never be compared to somebody that just uh, that come just out of college. It. Exactly. So mm-hmm. if you allow for this to be ignored, such is the case in this country, we have a lot of people in the profession that are younger, that are less experienced, that are not interested in it in the first place, just going about it because it is a job. Never mind that because they understand the significant power to change perceptions, to change lives, to make people make informed decisions. You you are losing the quality and the strength of the profession. Hence, if you tell the Prime Minister that Prime Minister, you are going about this the wrong way, Prime Minister is likely to say, Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So he's not going to take you seriously. But if it was someone to be at his age and experience, mm. and experience, mm. it takes a whole different meaning, and suddenly we can expect a different result. Mm. So, generally, in this country, died. <laughs> it died when newsrooms were configured to be smaller and I, I know a media house that actually I can hold responsible for the decline of the standard of journalism in this country because, <laughs> as, soon as, you, because as soon as you have worked five years and more you become liability so mm. they, they they churn you out so we can have a younger fresher person that can run to go and look for the crime story instead of the person that is more experienced will tell you that no that is not a story actually i don't want to do it this way i want to do it that way and we we cut out uh, the size of the newsrooms for profitability Mm. and now we're at the level where we are just going through the motions we are not doing journalism anymore Mm. that's why now people are saying, oh, social media is good, is helping us uh, with this whole unrest situation. Because someone is now daring to just say the things that they know the media isn't going to say. And then people are calling that journalism. That's far from journalism. That True. is a dangerous way to look at it. It's but activism. Sadly, <laughs> yeah. And sadly, we also should be all activists or imbeciles who um oh, work for the oh, state we are, we are the yeah, enemy of the it. people we are the enemy of the people because we will not hold people uh, to account the same way that a, a person carrying a cell phone now is likely to hurl insults and bully other people into making a decision i, I, I don't see how i want to be a journalist that does that that's not me mm. yeah in this instance and it, that, it seems as though way, because when you're silent, it, it seems as though when you're silent, that's you picking yes. a side. Exactly. Then that, by the way, Sakile, is where this whole mental issue, mental health issue comes in. Mm. Because journalists are now being pushed to a corner where they are afraid. They are afraid to speak out. They are afraid to do anything because somebody is going to tell his 5,000 followers that uh, that person is a thief, is a what, and call them all sorts of names, and suddenly you have other people that are going to threaten uh, your safety and life as a human Never being. seen you, have never met you, do not know how you do with things professionally. And people don't see anything wrong with it. So younger journalists are going to be then saying to themselves, this is not worth it for me. And True. younger journalists are going to struggle with how to, you know, live their lives, uh, you know, because now they have to look over their shoulders. Oh, 
I'm afraid to say this. Oh, this is what they were talking about. I can't do this. So we are now getting into a stage where our fragile mental state is going to be even more harmed and it's not good for the profession. It's not good for the society anyway. Hmm. Um, I was talking to Sakile the other the other day and I said, thank God um, we started this platform when uh, I've, I've, after having dealt with you for so many years and and so many things that you taught me, one of the major lessons was I have to calm down at times. And this yeah. this with me was not <laughs> it was not one yeah, of my strongest points. Yeah, it's hard. It's it's, yeah. hard, it's hard for him to do it sometimes. <laughs> especially especially when I'm passionate about something. Especially when that, I'm passionate about something. That's what young something. people do. Eh? That's what young people do. They can't calm down. No, 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 no. Why, why can't I do it? Why can't I say it? Why can't I post my picture? Why can't I post my nudity? I am so body. <laughs> so, yes, yes, young man. I'm hearing you. Look, I have always known that this profession is about knowing what to say when to say how to say how to say it it's not what you say it's how you say it it's how you say it and if all of, every one of us by the way can grow we can all we all know an, an insult or two in our lives that we can say <laughs> <to anyone. Yeah. laughs> it's the easiest thing to do the hardest thing to do is to say it in such a way that the person you are saying it to and about understands where you're coming from. So if you want to be critical of an individual, Nami, I was told at a younger age that, listen, you can't just write anything about a person just because you have the pen. No, the person also has rights. The person also has a, a, a thing that must be protected. That is what we call um, a dignity. So say it without harming their dignity, without harming their rights. And that is the beauty of journalism. It's the beauty and skill of knowing that you control the information in such a way that you can navigate through all the harmful words you can say to, to learn the message that is going to be powerful and strong. Mm-hmm. Thank you, thank you so much. Because now they they think that journalism is actually the ability to call the people out, the ability to insult the head of state, the ability to say the things that the next person would automatically not say. That's fine. I wonder what country we're going to be the day that that is allowed to happen in the mainstream. Can you imagine? If all of the journalists in the media were allowed to just tell these things outright, out. But that's the society we are breeding. Body bags, it'd be body bags all over because people would be all killing each other. Mr. Mingo, thank you, thank yeah. you so much for joining us. We've we've taken more time than we had asked for, but we hope you had a great time being yeah, with look, us today. I'm looking at the time here. I was told 20 minutes at most. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you've been here for a while. But this is actually what happens almost all the time. Every time every time we call a guest, you ask them. Yeah. Mm. Okay. okay. Someone, it just ends up overlapping. But we really appreciate this. This is information that we would not have been able to get um, from anyone. Okay, maybe from anyone else in the manner that you've given it. And we really appreciate uh, thank it. Thank you. Thank you, Sakile. Yeah. Thank you for having me uh, on your platform. I hope it is useful, and I hope that uh, obviously uh, those who are listening uh, will also listen in the same way we're saying it. We mean well, you know. Mm. They they, mm. they will also listen to learn from us. Uh, we've gone through it, um, and I think that also let's remind people out there that um, the issue about mental health is about finding space in your corner to enable you to deal with things so find it every once in a while the space where you go into to say this is how now i am dealing with my inner self i need uh, this to to actually channel me out of the situation i see is around me Um, because we don't have that conversation often enough and um, we get busy or we are allowed to be in the moment uh, too much of the time so i if, if there's anything i want to say is that everyone should have a way 
that they in fact so you haven't asked the question we discussed it yesterday that some people say in order for you to deal with mental health oh yes um, oh yes oh yes maybe lastly lastly yeah. that's the question how yeah. do you do how do you deal with um your own mental health issues or how do you cope with them or how do you just yeah. because it's a, it's a daily thing psychologists say they say hey it's, it doesn't need to be a big thing that's happening in your life that needs you, so, you always need to stay on outlet. top of mm, it you always need yeah, exactly so what is it that that gets your mind or your state to be at ease ask yourself that question as a person where do you go when you say ah oh, okay um hey, i've had a long day and what then what do you do after that mabapela all of us have a, a safety or an escape of sorts that we have in our lives so find that escape and that's what's worked for me um i tend to just want to read i tend to just want to kick a ball and this is the the thing that um we were debating yesterday with Busiso people will go out and jog okay because yeah, they this guy doesn't to... believe in jogging <laughs> yeah <laughs> no i, I believe, believe in jogging either. i I, I, I believe like in jogging but don't go and jog because you have issues in your head you're trying to clear yeah you're not helping yourself there you can jog because you are exercising that is the difference but if you want to jog because you you are so stressed you are so frustrated my goodness you will find yourself down the malakwane and failing to- <laughs> <laughs> okay but wait 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 um yeah so, so what's the difference what's the difference between busiso who jogs and you who kicks a ball because me in the ball there is so many things that i'm dealing when you're playing you are engaged in a sport of that nature you are dealing with uh, handling what is there in front of you because you can't just stand in, in the pitch and say i am kicking a ball and you're kicking the ball alone you are his with point is your people. brain is active his point is your, your brain, brain is active exactly. you're completely doing some something else mm. exactly so but when you're doing an individual sport such as that which is jogging you are going through the motions of everything that you are saying you're trying to deal with right and you're trying right. to solve that situation and you're running 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 and you'll be running as fast as possible even and so i say that is dangerous thing to do that the kanza won't say because you just got so many things find <laughs> find a sport where uh, even if it's, it's about playing a squash some people could do squash and squash is very good because yeah. the ball is there for you to hit it and mm. subconsciously how hard you hit or how quickly you hit is the effect of you dealing with that situation or solving that situation so you'd be better afterwards that's why i find comfort in the kicking of the ball because now i'm having a conversation with a teammate i'm having a conversation against somebody else i'm arguing i'm shouting i'm running i'm kicking i'm stopping mm-hmm. so i'm i'm not it seems to be a better outlet yes exactly. and your brain is and your brain is completely thinking about something mm-hmm. else except it's what you're empty. dealing with yeah yeah okay so please let's let's all find an escape please make sure that it's a healthy one um because a lot of people of then course. tend to go to thank substances. you for yeah. saying that don't because do a lot drugs. of people don't then do go drugs. to substances don't do drugs don't do drugs they are not yeah. an escape they will lead you into further depression exactly, exactly. they will it's just going to harm you um sakile do you have any last words before we round things off um Here's 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 my take on 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 it. Um even though this is going to be harder for people to do, um I it took me a while to really get onto social media and it was because I was already seeing through the people around me that yo this thing has taken so much of your time and your energy and I can see that it's slowly deteriorating your mind and all of the attention that you give it. Anyway, um I think everyone every once in a while should just lock 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 out their phones. Um I tend to go take a walk. Lock your phone, take a walk or just like when you when you when you whenever whenever you you find yourself around people because people tend to do this. Whenever you find yourself around people, just put your phone down and engage and be present in it because yeah. Do it because doing that then helps you help you helps you um what's the word i'm looking for it helps you it removes you from depending on your phone oh, yes. all the time which is mm. also a problem mm. that people have which is why the social media thing happens anyway um but yeah that's that's my take so, on it 
So Akile, just a quick one. Here's what I used to say uh, to younger people. Sometimes you must just go through a day where you say, okay, how much time have I been on the phone for? What have I done in that period? And then ask yourself, what could you have done in that period? And you'll be amazed at how you uh, then realize you're wasting hmm. time on such a thing when you could have done something more uh, productive. Yeah. And what's and what's yeah. shocking is that even with social media, less and less young people are reading more. People are becoming more misinformed in the age of social media. Exactly. Like there's no, there's no yes. thirst for knowledge out there. Like people be 22 and just be comfortable in whatever they know. I don't understand it, but they spend <laughs> thousands of hours on their phones. But that's an, a completely different conversation. Completely Thank different you. Conversation. <laughs> Thank you very much for joining us today on a special episode of Mental Health. Please take care of each other. Check on the people that you love. Um, express yes. yourself. Find a way to express yourself. Express emotions. Let things out. Do things you that make you stay away from your phones. Cry if you must. Meditate. Meditate. Yeah. Let's, and, let's, and let's all check on our people. On your people. When you check on your people, genuinely check on your people. Don't check on your people because because you and, want and, and something. This, and, and this is the conversation <laughs> that I was having with Pussy. So it's like people, people, people will say that they checked up on someone. But what they actually did was they started a conversation with someone only because they wanted to tell them something, not because oh, they were yes. trying to find out. Oh, yes. say, Yo, are yeah. you okay? Yeah. Are you, you know, what's going on? No, you just wanted to tell me something. That's not checking up on me. Yeah. So you wanted to yeah. ask for something even worse. That's an other. Yeah, even worse. Oh, Mr. Mingo, you have you probably have an experience. You probably have an experience with this. I, I, don't know about I, I, I seem to have a thing about them. <laughs> no, no, no. Spooder, 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 Spooder doesn't do that. He doesn't do that. Ah, okay, yeah, okay. No, I know, I know, I know him too. When I, when he calls me, I always look at myself and say, mm, what could he want now? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> answer. Answer. Okay. Yeah. Okay, gentlemen. Thank you so much. Have a thank you so weekend. much for being here with us. Thank you so much. Thank you please. so much. Thank you. Um, and you know, thank the thank the family uh, for us. We stole you. Only now, so I say thank the family. Yeah. <laughs> thank the family. We stole, stole family time from you. Thank you so much. Yeah, you, you really did steal the family time. Hi, baby brother. Oh, oh thank. You. Hi, Sutu. Hi, hello. Oh my say hi God. to him. Say hi to Siso. Uh, they hi, can't hear you. Hi. They can't hear you. Just come here and say hi. Hi, Siso. You've taken my uncle away. Guys, I'm so being a guest in jail. Tutu. Tutu. Tutu, I will call you after this call. Thank you so much, Sutu. Please uh, okay. send my greetings over to Mom and Love. So Bye. 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 Oh man, that was great. He's great. Yeah, man, that was that was that was a pretty great conversation, man. I ain't gonna lie. Um, yeah. I learned a lot. I learned a lot. Of course, you talk to you talk to him a lot, a lot. Um, so so there are, so there are things that you already knew within what he was saying. But I got a couple of things from that, and I hope that the people that are listening got things from that too, man. Like, there's a lot. There's a lot that you can learn from older people. There's a lot mm-hmm. that you can learn. It's not just. Every- have real conversations, man. Take it away. Take a walk. Meet someone. Have a genuine conversation. Learn something. Yeah, man. Um. Yeah, but that's it, man. That's it. Let's wrap this up, Anyways, my nigga. Let's wrap it, this up. That's it. That's this was our uh, open this world was, um, special episode mental on health. mental health. We seem to be having a lot of specials. Um, but yeah, that's that special. Yeah, this is it. But yeah. yes, we have specials. We are going to have more of these because there's topics that we just feel like they should be spoken about and. A lot of media institutions, a lot of platforms seem to be shying away from it. Now, as a platform um, by young people, it would have been an injustice from us once again to leave this without doing anything. So, it's thank you very much light for joining us. Man. Yeah, till next time, love and light. Love and light, strength and power. Shout out. <laughs>